everybody. Welcome back to the Moving Screen NBA podcast. We are here on a Sunday, just two days before the start of the NBA season. And today we are going to do our top 20 players in the NBA, a rerun of last year. So we, of course, got Wes with me. How you doing, Wes? Doing pretty good, man. Football Sunday morning, was watching a little bit of the games, but there wasn't very much entertainment. So I'm very happy that we're doing the pod right now. It's a, it's a good distraction from like Jets and Bengals playing and things like that. So we're going to keep this thing moving. We got Luke with us on the podcast today. Second year in a row, top 20 list. How you doing, guys? Pleasure we're to good. be back. We're happy to have you, man. I feel I got to come in here and level set you guys out because like last year you had the same exact list minus like two guys like flipped an order or something. So I got to bring some diversity to the pod. <laughs> well, we, we got a lot of arguments to be had today. We're going to be having arguments all season because Luke is who I split the season tickets with this season. So we're going to be watching a lot of nuggets, a lot, a lot of live basketball games. But today we're here to list our claims as our best players in the league. So, Wes, why don't you start us off with your uh, top guys? Well, hey, I feel pretty privileged here to to start this off. Um, I would like to think that we're all on the same page as much as uh, the arguments will will build as this list goes. But to me, there's a clear-cut best player in the league. That's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, I don't think there's any question about it here. Uh, He was third on my list last year, but clear cut number one player um he just does things other guys can't do he's longer he's stronger he's got the agility he's got the intensity um he by far is the number one player here in the league in my opinion i hope you guys back me up with that and if we're popping two out here real quick number two on my list nicole Jokic, back-to-back mvp that's the whole reason you guys bought season tickets was to go see the Joker. <laughs> Don't play. He, to me, is a lot of people like to throw out this generational type player, but he really is a gener- generational type center. He doesn't have the athleticism that a lot of centers have, but he is smarter. He uses his body. Great footwork. He's got the ability to shoot, his ability to dish. I don't think he's going to win MVP this year just because his core around him is much improved guys will probably take away some points from him but to me these are the top two players in the league Giannis number one the Joker Nikola Jokic number two I had the same top two Giannis one Jokic two Uh, I completely agree with you all your arguments are pretty much my same ones Giannis gets the edge because he's more of a two-way player, has that Defensive uh, Player of the Year award to his name, as well as multiple first-team all-defense. Uh, amazing season for both of them the last uh, couple years. Of course, our boy Jokic, uh, triple-double phenom, as well as pretty much the most efficient player in the league, shooting 58% at high volume uh, to go along with all the advanced numbers that we know. Just absolutely love both of these guys. So. No arguments for me. I got Giannis one, Jokic two. Once again, super cute by you guys. I'm pretty sure you guys like collude and build your list together every year. <laughs> but, you know, all these top guys, you know, this is this is kind of a crapshoot. These are all fantastic players in the NBA. So whether they're one through five, they're 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 all best in the league. 
but I got to go, and this might be my, you know, new season ticket fandom, uh, you know, taking over here for, for the Nuggets. But I got to go to the Joker. He's back-to-back MVP. Like, everyone, like, all the votes have said he's been the best player the last two years. So why would I think that I'm smarter than, you know, everyone, you know, the collective who has voted for MVPs over the last two seasons? So if, you win, if you're back-to-back MVP, you got to be number one on the list. You know, right there, that, that's where I go. No, no knock on Giannis, uh, but the Joker just has to be number one because he has been the number one player the last two seasons. Second on my list, I go Luka above Giannis. Odds makers back me up. He's the favorite to win the MVP this year. You know, a plus four, 425, uh, depending on what's, what, what site you're uh, uh, gambling on these days. But Luka... The big thing with Luca last year um, was he was out of shape coming into the season. Well, if you've seen him this year, this guy is cut. He is going to be in prime Luca. He's in January Luca shape starting the season <laughs> season this year. Um, I think odds are, you know, favorite to win the MVP. So that's why he's number two on my list. Um, I just think he's going to have an incredible season this year. So that's that's my top two. Did you have Giannis three? I did have Giannis three. I did have Giannis three. Obviously, you know, Giannis is such a beast. Um, so, you know, there's no way he can he can fall out of the top three, in my opinion. But that was kind of, you know, you could argue me on ordering of the top three. But, you know, I think it's a pretty clear, clear cut top three here. I'm not shocked to hear that you have Luca as high as you do. I mean, you have a, a clear man crush on Luca, as a lot of people do. So there's no no hating on that. I mean, he's only 23 years old. Um, to be, it seems like he's been around for so long and just doing what he's doing at a high level for so long. But I mean, this guy's 23 years old, so he's got a lot of improvement uh, still to come. And I think for me, that's part of the reason he's not one of the top two. But if we're continuing the list here. Number three on my big board is the big man, Joel Embiid, the process. If we're needing to make predictions for MVP, this is my MVP this season would be Joel Embiid. Um, Partly because team success, this team is much deeper. They're much more equipped, hopefully, for a long postseason run. And they're going to be led by their top player, Joel Embiid, if that's the case, if they're trying to win a championship. I mean, this guy is just about as unguardable as it gets as a center. He does everything. He's got the mid-range. He's got the ability to take you down in the post. He can space you out at three. He's shown the ability to have improved ball handling. And we already know how elite he can be on the defensive end. MVP, in my opinion, this year, Joel Embiid. And then at number four, I'll drop here, Luca, Luca the Don. I mean, a lot of what Luke said here, this guy's just special. He's his own offense. He's an offensive generator. Um, He's about as unguardable as you can put on the offensive end, his ability to combine size, strength, um, flow, clutchness to make shots. Uh, Luca here at number four. That's four straight foreign players here on my list to be the top players in the NBA. This just shows this is a global game. 
Yeah, I noticed the uh, foreign players on my list as well. And my my number three is Luka Doncic. So I have the same three guys as Luke here, uh, just in a bit of a different order. But everything you guys said is correct. Luka is absolutely incredible. And I think he really couldn't put him any further on this list after the playoffs last season. He really dismantled the Suns in an embarrassing fashion. And then took on a superior Warriors team and was clearly the best player on the court, even with Curry playing, I thought, in that series. So Luka, just an incredible, incredible player, triple-double machine, one-man offense, and, you know, just a visionary passer. Uh, I think this guy is only getting better. He's only 23, like you said, Wes, and just continue to dominate for years to come. Four years in the NBA – Three first-team All-NBA finishes for Luka. Absolutely insane production. Uh, Doesn't look like he's going to stop anytime soon. Um, I had Steph Curry, number four, on my list. Uh, Fresh off the championship. This guy's just proven to be a winner at every step of his career. Four titles. Best player on at least two of those four uh, championships, multiple finals finishes uh, that fell short of the title as well. So this guy's just been deep in the playoffs year after year, over 34 years old now, going to be 35 as the season comes on. Will he start to fall off? We'll see. But last year's playoffs, he looked incredible, uh, much better than he looked all regular season. Steph Curry is my number four. He's mine as well. So that rounds out my top four uh, with Curry, all for the same reasons you said, James. And I just think Curry's going to have a better season than he had last year. He broke the record last year. I think he was a little, you know, he went, he went through a little bit of a low period um, while he was trying to break it. He's not going to have that this year. He's really only going to get better, you know, coming off his fourth championship and finals MVP. You know, he's really just kind of taking over um, – as just kind of that perennial transcendent NBA player, he's going to be the top of the list for, for many years to come. I mean, it sounds like you guys are in cahoots over there, sharing season <laughs> tickets, sharing lists, top four, same guys. I mean, I'm not sure here. Um, it's, a, it's a Rocky Mountain Air, Wes. It yeah. must be. The clear clear mind up there with the <laughs> lack of oxygen. Um I mean, it's no slight. I have Steph Curry here, number five. So he's right there in the list. Um, he was fourth on my you know, rankings last season. He's right here at number five. Like you said, 34 years old. This team, though, is scary. This Warriors team, they are so deep. You know, watching their preseason game um, Friday versus y'all's Denver Nuggets. Oof, that second quarter, they start rolling in players. You know, Kaminga and Wiseman. If I need to make a prediction for a championship, I mean, I I might have a bit of blinders on, but this team looks stacked and ready to go back to back. Steph Curry, to me, would be my number five uh, to lead this uh, hopeful back to back championship run. Uh, real quick, Wes, yesterday was a big day for the Warriors. Uh, Jordan Poole gets extended for four years, 140 million possibly if he hits all of his um, incentives, and Andrew Wiggins. Four years, $109 million extension. Same day, two major deals. Tell us how you feel about the those new uh, extensions. 
Uh, I'm just happy we were able to lock up Jordan Poole. I think uh, for the team and the organization, you're looking for that successor for Steph Curry down the line. We've already talked here. He's 34 years old. So he's in the last five years, maybe, you know, maybe that gets extended. Jordan Poole is putting in the work. He's shown himself to be a very capable player. You would assume he's only going to get better. That Tyler Hero benchmark of the four-year 130 really set um, set the bar for what his payday was going to be. So I'm just fine with a, a 4-140. And then I was actually really pleased with the hometown discount the Warriors got with uh, Andrew Wiggins. 27 and a quarter million on average is what he's going to be playing, um, getting paid. He's locked up for the next five seasons with this extension. They're keeping this core together. I really like what they have going on. The big question is, though, is will Clay? is he going to take a pay cut when his extension comes up? Because he's making about $40 million. And obviously, all the news and drama here with Draymond, what's he going to do? Is he willing to take a mid-20s? Is he gone? If he's gone, they have people to fill in. So we're going to have to see. That money, we're talking half a billion dollars payroll after luxury. Oof, that's a lot to be forking out for a team. Yeah, so with those extensions, um, not this season, but for next season and going forward, they're looking close to that half a billion, like you just mentioned, Wes. I believe the owners have stated they want to be more in like the 350 type million dollar range. Luke, does this draw the end for Draymond Green in Golden Draymond's State? Out. Draymond's out. He he gave the Warriors the perfect story to get to 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 ship him out. And it just proves after they just sign Poole and Wiggins, there's no more money to go around. I mean, like like you said, you guys have already just rattled off the numbers. It, I mean, this isn't a this isn't a baseball franchise, right? You just can't be shelling out this much money in the NBA. And with the altercation between Draymond and Poole, this just you know is just a good, easy, you know, storyline for the Warriors execs to kind of ship Draymond off, you know, and it's just funny. It's just, whether it's funny or whether it's coincidental, I mean, the storyline is this incident happens and then immediately they pull the yeah. trigger on Poole and Wiggins back-to-back days, or was it the same day? I don't know. Same the day. Bombs, the Woes bombs just kept coming in super fast. So I just think it's, I think Draymond's out. Um and I think it's just now they're not going to face that public backlash that they would have, they being the the uh, Warriors franchise, they're just not going to face that ba- that public backla- backlash that they would have shipping off the quote-unquote heart of the team after winning four rings. Um, I think it's just, it just worked out perfectly, perfectly for the Warriors execs. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch. I, I definitely seems kind of anti-Draymond with both of them getting extended same day. So we're going to find out about that as we go on. But uh, if we get back to the list, um, Wes, I had your same five players. Joel Embiid is my number five here. It was almost a tie, him and Curry, but Curry's fresh off that title, so I gave it to him. Joel Embiid, back-to-back MVP runner-up. Absolute weapon on both ends of the floor. You covered it. He's an he's a true monster. I love watching him play. And the Sixers are going to have a great season. So, and being my number five, Luke. Yeah, he's my number five as well. Um, so we'll just kind of round out that top five. 
um, and just going through them again in in whatever order you want to put them. You got the Joker, Luca, Giannis, Curry, Embiid um, are 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 my top five and all of our top fives, you know, in in various orders. And I think that was probably the easiest yeah. block um, in in making this list. It was kind of like, well, here's my top five, and then you know you spend about. 30 minutes arguing with yourselves on, on, on ordering. Um, the reason why Embiid kind of falls fifth on my list is just because I, I really, he's a great guy, great talent, great basketball player, but he's just real annoying the way that he was kind of like fighting for MVP votes and all the lobbying and, you know, Oh, you guys just don't like me. It's like, we're talking about, you being runner up to the MVP. We're talking about you're the second best player in the league and you're getting your feelings hurt. Like get, get out of here. Right. So just for that reason, he was the easiest one to place in the top five for me. Cause I was just like, you're whining, you're whining too much and I don't like it, but you're so good at basketball that you're <laughs> easily in the top five. So that's my little plug on plug on Embiid and Wes, just to talk about your MVP pick. MVP pick for Embiid. He is third on, you know, for the odds makers at, at plus uh, uh, 650 here. So, you know, I think it's good, good pick for MVP, good value. Um, the question is, is did he just upset too many of the, uh, the voters last year um, kind of lobbying for votes? So that gets into a little bit of the political game, which, you know, if there wasn't a political game, you know, Jokic would be the odds on MVP to win it this year, but winning three in a row um, is just probably not going to happen in the modern day NBA. So, you know, even if he puts up the best stats, there's no way that Jokic is probably going to be voted uh, MVP this year. So that's my take on 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 the MVP. I mean, I, I agree with you. It's almost impossible to win three in a row and in, in, um this era because the media just gets bored they get bored of right. voting for the for the same guy and they love to don a new best player in the nba so to me i don't think it's going to be luca the don being the best player as far as mvp but uh joel Embiid, in uh in my opinion will be wearing that crown as mvp if we're rolling with the list here though gentlemen number six this is where it starts getting dicey i mean i could see a lot of different guys um rolling up on other people's lists but i'm going with my number one ranked player last year and that was kevin durant to me you just don't find guys like this ever um you know these are the the guys that are gonna go down as the most memorable as far as when we watched kevin durant 6 11 7 foot whatever you want to measure him at he's got just an unreal skill set you can talk about all the drama you want off the court, everything that's going on there in Brooklyn. But when he steps on the court, this guy is lethal. Easy money sniper. He can do anything you want. He can go against double teams. He's got the post. He's got the handles. He can shoot him with the best of them. As efficient as it gets, 50, 40, 90 club member. Kevin Durant to me here, number six. If I get a second pick to throw out here, number seven. I'm going LeBron James, LBJ. This guy is getting old. I've talked about this in the last post. He's getting old, but he is still one of the best players here in the entire league. It's tough for me to throw some of these younger guys above LeBron. We can say it's credentials. 
But LeBron has been there. He's done it. He's been the face of the NBA for a decade and a half. So it's impossible for me to put him down here any further. He's still as dangerous as it gets. Um, No one wants to guard this guy. He's still a a deterrent on defense because he's a presence. He's got the bulk. He's got the size. I think you're going to see an improved defense here. Uh, output from LeBron this season to really show that well-rounded game that he's he's capable of doing because um, I'm hoping he has a little bit more offensive help to be able to exert himself on that side of the ball but number six KD number seven LeBron James here on my list so I also had KD number six on my list uh 34 <laughs> years old so uh, just like Curry he's getting up there we've seen it with some injuries bothering him the last couple seasons, just 55 games in the regular season last year. But Wes, you said it, man. I mean, this guy has everything offensively, especially almost had another 50, 40, 90 season last season, just 38.3% from three, just fell short a little bit there. But another 29.9 points, over seven rebounds, over six assists. KD can do it all, and he can fit in any system. So it's I, I had a tough time here, six, seven, eight. I think all three of these guys uh, were very close, but I put six, KD. And for me, seventh, I slid Jason Tatum in ahead of LeBron. Jason Tatum, number seven on my list, uh, just 24 years old. He played 76 games last year, so he's super durable. He is... A, a borderline all-defensive team kind of guy, which is very valuable to me on this list, especially at the wing. 27 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, efficient shooting, and we've seen him do it in the playoffs his whole career, despite his young age. Uh, Tatum has had some memorable moments already in the playoffs. They got to the finals, uh, didn't perform exceptionally against the Warriors there, but historically has been solid. I have Tatum just ahead of LeBron, durability, youth, and um, overall talent. I think he's just past him. Six, seven, uh, number six, KD, number seven, Jason Tatum. Well, that's a beautiful six, seven, James, because that is my six, seven as well. <laughs> KD at six. We've already rattled off all the accolades of KD. He's still one of the best players in the league. And after coming back from the Achilles, proved that he's still going to be one of the best players in the league. For a long time coming, um, I really don't see any cliff for him um, in the near future. Katie is just absolutely amazing. Um, and then I have Tatum as well. Um, and here's my argument for Tatum. You're paying LeBron $44 million to play 56 games, or you can, play, you can pay Tatum $30 million to play 76 games. Uh, it's just clear where you want to go on that. Um, Tatum is turning a, you know, about two years ago, I said Tatum was my pick to win an MVP over the next five years. So we're going into the third year into that statement. Um, he continues to climb the leaderboard year over year for me. I am very high on Tatum. Um, and I just think that, you know, he is obviously the face of the Celtics now, and he's becoming one of the, the faces of the Eastern Conference, and he's just going to continue to go. But that's my argument for putting Tatum over LeBron. It just doesn't make sense. Would you trade LeBron? Would the Celtics trade Tatum for LeBron? Even 
in a one season view to win championship? And the answer is no, because you don't know if LeBron's going to be healthy going into the playoffs. And if you have LeBron on your team, you can't pay your other players. As we're seeing on the Lakers, you can't pick up anyone else. And if you invest that much capital, that much money in one player who is only going to play at best two thirds of the season, I just don't, I just think that it's a clear and obvious choice to put some of these young guys ahead of LeBron. And that's where I'm going also in my eight and nine. And again, my seven through nine, you could argue me um, in any order, but these are my young guys that I believe to, that need to be ahead of LeBron. And that is that is Tatum at seven. I have Booker at eight and John Morant at nine. I just can't see any of these franchises trading these players for LeBron, even if you look at it in a single season. I'll I'll wait for you guys to go into all the detail and the stats on on uh, Booker and Morant, but that's kind of where my uh, top ten rounds out. Obviously, I buried the lead. LeBron is 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 my number ten. Um, just because I think he is that transcendent player. He's done it. He has the resume. Um, so just put that in order again, starting at KD at six. I have Tatum at seven, Booker at eight, Jaw at nine, LeBron at 10. Well, there's a lot to fire back on here. And I'm going to say one thing here. <laughs> that if, if Tatum is traded for LeBron or this give or take, LeBron is on the Celtics in the finals. The Celtics win the NBA championship because there's no choke job of turnovers. But how do you get to the finals with LeBron? Is he going to be healthy? LeBron's gone into the postseason last two seasons injured. That's because the the construction of the Lakers roster has been trash over the last couple of seasons. Because you're paying LeBron. No, because you're paying Westbrook. Because you're paying Westbrook $44 million, that's why they can't sign anyone. It's not because LeBron. It's because they're paying Westbrook four times his value. So, <laughs> I to agree. me, that's... Isn't, isn't Westbrook the second-highest-paid player in the league right now? Yes, Something behind like Steph Curry. So, it's... it's um, There's a lot to go out there. I mean, there's no hating on Tatum. He's growing to be that type of player. To me, I just can't put him at one of my top seven, but he's coming up here shortly. So if we're rolling down this list, number eight, because that's where um, I'm left off. To me, this is where I put John Morant. I have John Morant here at number eight for (laughs) this guy is as unguardable as it gets. I mean, he is special. He's got the speed. He plays with that heart that you would hope that everyone is playing for. Um, his jumper, we can see, is improving, but he's just got dazzle. He's got the athleticism. He's must-watch TV. Um, you know, there's obviously a debate, would you take Zion, would you take Jaw? That is an absolute discussion to be had. I'm sure a lot of people would be taking Jaw number one here if, if that uh, draft could have been rechosen. But, I mean, he wasn't even ranked last year in my top 20, so he splashes in here to the scene, especially after what he did last year. I think I don't think there's any argument that he's um, a top 10 player. I would be curious to see where James drops him here. But to me, he's number eight. I have Tatum at number nine, so, you know, just a few slots down. 
the one thing I will just um, say about Tatum is I don't think he gets enough easy shots, enough easy points. He's a shot maker, but those are difficult, fadeaway, step back, get separation type shots. He doesn't get enough easy buckets in the hoop, but he's an exceptional talent. I agree with you, Luke. He's probably primed here for a possible MVP. Probably not this year, potentially next season. And this is where I know I'm going to catch some shit. But number 10, I have Kawhi Leonard. Get out of here. Uh, You're done. You you can say what you want. You can say what you want, but I would love to see the next couple of your lists. There's not one single player that you can tell me you feel more comfortable who can actually lead you to a championship than Kawhi Leonard. I know he has missed some time, but he is still an exceptional talent. The claw, multiple MVPs, defensive, you can say that's all his accolades. But if we're taking one season... This upcoming season, he's healthy. He can lead you to a championship. No one else in the back half of this top 20 can. I would love to roll back the tape to last year when you made this same argument with Kawhi. Take, for one season, I would take Kawhi. Well, he yeah. didn't play all last season. So for one season, no, you wouldn't take him. He's not. So I'll bury the lead here. Kawhi is not even on my list. He was the first right off of this list. He needs to be outside the top 20. We haven't seen him in two years. How do we know he's going to come back and be the same player? Like, what what, what facts do you have? And, and this is an actual, this is not a hypothetical question. I would love to hear you, to hear your facts on this. What facts do you have in the last two years to, to prove to me that Kawhi needs to be in the top 10 players of the NBA? He has the ability to lead the team offensively and defensively. He's got that two-way ability. You can say what you want. He has. We haven't seen him in a year and a half. But when he was last playing in those playoffs, he was possibly the best player in the Western Conference. So that's possibly undebatable at that yeah, point. Yeah, and I'm two years older now, too. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, tw- I'm better than I was two years ago. You know, like, but we, but I can show you my resume. I can show you what I did the last two years in my career to be better today. You can't see anything in Kawhi's career. It's a two-year pause. So, Get out of here. So I, uh, I also didn't put Kawhi Leonard on my list. I actually, I, I banned Kawhi Leonard, Zion Williamson, and Damian Lillard from the list since they had season-long injuries last year. I think all three would probably have making my team. Uh, but just for me, it, you can't be a top player until we see him. I think at the end of the year, definitely Kawhi and Zion would be on this list somewhere. But I just chose to leave them off. It kind of did not qualify uh, for my list. Wes, in general, I kind of I mostly agree with your Kawhi comments, but I just I just uh, there's nowhere to put him. He's unranked until he gets on the court. So I, that's kind of how I, uh, you know, rated mine. Um, I, I do agree that if you need somebody to lead your team, there's we're running out of guys left in the league if if there's any more on this list. Uh, so I, I get that argument, um, but I just, just kind of disqualified him uh, from my list as well as Zion and Damian Lillard. Um, I think it was pretty clear on my list that I had LeBron eight because I said Jason Tatum was just ahead of him. So LeBron was eight. 
still amazing. Uh, he's going to be 38 years old at the end of this year. Uh, really, really shocking. I can't wait to see him win that scoring title. Uh, for me, John Morant was number nine. And this was like probably the easiest slot on my board. I, I knew exactly where I wanted Jaw. Uh, just over 23 years old. One of the youngest players on this on this list, if not the youngest, depending on who makes your top 20. Uh, super impressive that he's already this good this early, kind of just like Luka Doncic. Um, I mentioned his All-NBA teams at this young age. Um, John Morant, absolute highlight factory, one of the most fun players to watch in the league. And then I'm not too far behind Luke here. I had Devin Booker uh, as my number 10. Um, I think that this is the last guy that uh, it was a pretty clear top 10 for me. Uh, All-around scorer, all-around player with uh, five rebounds, five assists, super efficient. And um, he just had an all-NBA season last year. Trajectory is pointing upwards. Devin Booker was my number 10. Yeah, and the only reason why I'd put Booker over Morant was just because everything that you said about Morant is absolutely true. And if you could promise me that by his style of play that he wouldn't get hurt, I would probably put Morant over Booker. But the issue for me is Ja falls on the ground more than Dwayne Wayne did back in his prime, right? Like he's, I mean, he probably averages like some court time on like four and a half possessions per game, right? Like he's just always, you know, sliding on the hardwood. He's, he, he's reckless, which makes him absolutely amazing and, and makes him the highlight factory. But it just makes me a little nervous based upon his style of play that can that be sustainable for a whole season? And if, you know, by chance that injury does happen and it happens at the back half of the season, what does that do to your playoff chances? And so just because of that, I put Booker ahead of him, but I totally hear you, James. I could easily flip those two. You, I think probably Morant is more talented, but if I'm out here as a franchise trying to win games, I would probably take the safer play of, of Booker over Morant. All right, so that's our 10. Let's, uh, I'll do a quick recap of our list of 10. Uh, Wes, go ahead. So if we're recapping here, I have Giannis, number one, Nikola Jokic, number two, Joel Embiid, three, Luka Doncic, four, Curry, five, KD, six, LeBron, seven. I got Ja, number eight, Tatum, nine, and Kawhi, number 10. Yeah, and for me, I go Jokic 1, Luka 2, Giannis 3, Curry 4, and B5, KD 6, Tatum 7, Booker 8, Ja 9, LeBron 10. And I'm similar. Giannis number 1, Jokic, Doncic, Curry number 4, Embiid 5, KD 6, Jason Tatum 7, LeBron 8. John Morant, 9, and Devin Booker, 10. Uh, if I can start us off with 11, <clears throat> guys, I had my 10 got players clear as day. I knew who the 10 were, maybe not in the order. I got to 11, and it was like I was taking a test in high school. I froze up. I didn't know who <laughs> to put here. I, I had, So I, I, went with, I went with the proven winner. We've seen him in playoff time. I 
am clear on this podcast that I am not a fan of this player, but Jimmy Butler uh, is 11th on my list. Uh, 33 years old. He is a, another guy that's probably not going to be as high on Luke's list because of his games played, always misses time. But I think this is one of those guys, just like Kawhi Leonard, that basically just doesn't give a shit about the regular season at all and just waits until the playoffs come. A couple years ago, I enjoyed him as he as he um, kind of flamed out the year after he was so successful in the bubble. But again, last year, took the heat to an incredible season. Really amazing playoff performer. And this is one of those guys, he's a wing player. He's super strong, all-around defender. And he's a he not only facilitates, but he gets to the line, makes all his free throws. As an all-around player, met, uh, you know, Metrics love this guy. Jimmy Butler, number 11. I just thought this was the best player left on the board. I mean, it's not like he's not on my list, but I don't have him here at, at number 11. I think it's a little high for Jimmy Butler. But I would kind of agree with you. After the top 10, I kind of froze up. I mean, there was like a good 30 minutes before I wrote another name down on the list. I wasn't quite sure which direction to go. There's a lot of different cats you could be throwing out here. And um, it's going to be an interesting debate to see where each of us rank and what we, you know, what we value. But if we're going number 11 on my list, I have Donovan Mitchell. Um, this is a wow. really, a really close bet between a couple of other guys. He was 12th last year on my list. I have him 11th this year on my list. He just has all the tools you're looking for from a lead guard. He's got the speed. He's got the handles. He's got the ability to step up in prime time situations. We've seen him in the playoffs, what type of player he can be. He's got the athleticism. He's got the killer instinct. Like I said, this was really tough, but Donovan Mitchell for me was my number 11 on my list. Wow. Yeah, so I would definitely echo what you guys said. You know, this this next 10 is pretty tough. Um and really everyone on on this list for me is really 11 through 16 um I think is kind of my next bracket of guys. Um, and so again, argue, you can argue kind of ordering here for me, but I will say the 11th pick for me was the hardest pick I had to make in my list. I feel sick about it. I'm upset about it. And I really am asking for criticism on this pick because at number 11, I have Harden, and mm. I just couldn't justify letting him slide past this. I mean, he was number two in assists last year. He's playing a full season with Embiid. I do think he's going to have his best season um, this coming season that, that he's had the last three. So I think he's going to, going to be doing well. I think he's going to have that sneaky good season. But the thing with Harden is, like, the kid just can't win and can't show up in clutch time. And so I'm hoping that he can really just play that facilitator role and Embiid just carries those big games, um, and it makes him look good. But I think if West for Embiid to win the MVP this year, I think Harden has to have an excellent season. Um, and so, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm on kind of that Embiid MVP bandwagon as well. And in order to justify that pick, I have to justify that Harden has a good season, and that's where he landed on 11 for me. 
I think he has to have a good season, but he doesn't need to be, uh, at least in my, I mean, he's on my list, but not here at 11. They have a lot of other guys that are going to help their team succeed. And to me, that's how Embiid gets the MVPs. If that team success is the top two seed here in the East, which I definitely think they're capable of. Harden's tough to evaluate because I think we all want to think of Harden as we used to see him, as we used to see him in in Houston. And we think, oh, yeah, that's just going to come back. And I don't think those days are coming back. He's he's evolved into a different player. He's still a fantastic player, but that he can't. His ceiling is not that high anymore. It's, it's just not that high anymore. But would you so, agree that he might be the best number two player on the team? He's right there. Um, I mean, if, it, it's it's one of the better one-two combos in the entire league. If right. Harden is who he should be, that's the big question. Agreed. So Agreed. I, I'm in a I'm in a similar boat with uh, Luke here. I I have had a pretty close list with him so far. I have a, a Harden at 12, and he was he was in a placeholder spot at 11 for me, but then I ended up pushing Jimmy Butler past him. But I do have Harden next on my list. And another 33-year-old, back-to-back 33-year-olds on this list for me. But, um, I, Luke, you brought up the assists over 10 a game last year. I think that's a pretty easy role for him to play. And his shooting percentages were way down last year. I think those are going to go back up. It's going to be a pretty easy job with how stacked this Sixers team is. And he looks like he's in shape. So I have Harden at 12. And Wes, to go with your Mitchell pick, I I have to say that's way higher than I have him on my list. You say he kind of has it all as a playmaker, as a lead guard rather, but uh, I don't know if his defense or his playmaking is up to par to be 11 on a list. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, but also why you have him ahead of Devin Booker on your list. Well, Devin Booker is the next player. But if you're talking about defense and you guys are ranking James Harden, like, shut the fuck up. That's all I'm going to say. Like, this guy can't guard nobody. And you guys have him above if that's a criteria that you're throwing out there. Well, but Harden's Booker's a better next. offensive player, too. Potentially. Are, he used to be. Are you he trying to, to put Donovan Mitchell and defense in the same sentence in, like, no. a positive way? Uh, okay. I'm not. I was just making sure that that was the case because – Donovan Mitchell might be the most best offensive player with the worst defensive side. And this includes like Trey Young we're talking about here. So like the, as much (laughs) as good as he is on offense, that's how, that's how bad or that's how well, I guess Donovan Mitchell underachieves on the defensive side of the ball. I just don't think it was asked of him in Utah. They had, they, you know, they ran a different type of scheme. Obviously, everything was funneled to, towards Rudy Gobert, and they just tried to utilize what they had as far as Gobert's skill set because Gobert wasn't giving you anything offensively. But if we're continuing at the list here, we'll get back to it. This is where I have Booker, number 12. This is a really tough um, you know, flip-flop in my eyes between 11 or 12 with Mitchell and Booker. Um, you know, Booker has really taken a huge jump. From last year to this year, he was 19th on my list last year. He's up to 12th this year. He showed he can be, you know, one of the lead players um, on the best team in the league. They had a fantastic season last year. They're going to need Booker to probably be better this year than he was last year for them to even scratch 
uh, the success that they had last season. And they're going to need him to take another level in the playoffs here. Um, you know, not only offensively, but definitely defensively. Um, but Devin Booker, I don't know if I saw him being this good when he was initially drafted. I don't know if I ever saw him being a top 15 caliber player. And it's pretty easy now to to pencil him in as a top 15 player. Um, there's not a lot of discussion around it. It's um, he's he's built himself into that quality of an NBA player here. Well, and you, yeah. uh, Luke, you always mention that he's kind of just entering his prime. He just turns 26 in five days. So he's just kind of starting that prime years of his career. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of where I go. And, you know, Gian- Giannis wasn't. Giannis until this stage and or this age uh in in life and what as well but it's just weird with Booker because you know he's played what seven seasons now <laughs> you know yeah. so it's everyone just forgets he came in in into the league you know as like a fresh 18 year old um and so you know I totally agree I'm excited for Booker just being a Suns fan but but yeah you know just just throwing his name in the top 15 players in the NBA is now kind of, this is the, I think the second year that all of us kind of have come to a consensus that Booker's kind of in this top 20 class. And I just think it's great what he's doing in, in his career. Um, For me for 12 uh, James, this is kind of where I'm kind of going against myself here. I have Zion at 12. Oh, wow. Um, and it might just be the hype. I mean, it might just, I just, I am believing all of the stories coming out of his camp that he's finally fixed his fitness. He understands his injuries that, you know, kind of went through college, you know, in into the NBA, um, that they've kind of started managing that. He's on, you know, a strict kind of nutrition diet now. So that he that he can his body can still hold up with his style of play. Um, and I think there's a lot more people that have kind of, you know, finally said, hey, we now know that you can't do this by yourself. So let's go out and get some professionals to help you do it. Um, I know he didn't play last year, which is why it's it, it's hard for me to put him on this list. But just because he's so young, I mean, and when he went out, I mean, his last season, he played 61 games before his injury, averaging 27 points per game. And he's coming in now to a Pelicans team that is actually very well built out. You know, Brandon Ingram is 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 coming into his own, um, which I have as a top 30 player, not to, you know, extend this list beyond 20, but. Um, I just am really high on Zion, and I just think his talent and how young he is in his career pushes him, um, or at least I can make the argument to try to justify uh, this this slot. But but that's kind of where where I have twelve, and then on thirteen, James. This is where I put Jimmy Butler, and my argument is is really Wes. Everything that you made about Kawhi, that's my argument for Jimmy Butler. Um, I think he is not just a leader on the court on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball, especially in the playoffs, um, but also in the locker room, which is where I think Kawhi lacks. I mean, he, he doesn't really talk, right? I think Jimmy Butler gets his team up, you know, for the playoffs. And I know his, his, his injury and his games played, 
but Jimmy Butler does it in a way where he is always ready to go for the playoffs. Um, so, you know, he kind of manages his body. Um, so he's always healthy going into the playoffs, which is kind of where I kind of give him a little bit of the nod there. So 13 for me, I have Butler. I mean, there is a lot going on there. I'm a little <laughs> baffled, a little confused on the justification for Zion, who had missed all last season to be 12, and then for the crucifixion coming other directions for Kawhi. Um, but that's okay. Like I said, this is why we have three lists, because there's different different viewpoints, a different um, you know eyes on the prize, you might say. Um, you know, if we're looking 13 for me, I'm dropping PG-13 right here. Paul George, um, I think this is a, a nice spot uh, for Paul George to be on this list. Um, this was a tough call. Like I said, these this next class that we talked about, this 11 to 16, it's really just what you prefer. Uh, but I just like what Paul George can bring. He's got the size. We know he plays good defense. He's got the ability to stretch the court. Um, he's proven himself to be better at driving to the hoop, uh, you know, finishes well with contact. Uh, you know, he's getting, he's been around a while now. I mean, this he's 32 years old, so he's, he's um, a veteran, someone we've seen for some time here in the league, but I just really like what he can do. Um, he could be the lead guard if you wanted to actually run the offense through him. He's got the capability to do so. Uh, he rebounds really well for a small forward. I like Paul George here at 13 and then 14. This is where I have Jimmy Butler for a lot of the reasons you guys mentioned. Um, he is an absolute competitor in the playoffs. You absolutely want him on your team. If you're trying to, um, you know, fight, you know, you're in the trenches. I agree. He's a culture setter. It's just, he's finally in the right culture here in Miami. Uh, he might've blown up some cultures in prior stops, but um, I think Butler he does a lot of different things. He knows his game. He's not out here chucking three. So I think there's um, a bit of knowledge uh, to his self, uh, self-awareness as far as what's good shots for him, because those wouldn't be good shots for other guys, perhaps those mid-range pull-ups. But um, Jimmy Butler here at number 14, I think this is where I would like to drop him. Okay, so you guys went through a lot of stuff there. First of all, on Zion. Uh, like I said, I, I banned those guys from my list. I want it to be clear, though. I think Kawhi and Zion will be top 20 players this season. I just did not put them on my list because I want to see it on the court first. But I would have ranked both of them as top 20 players. So, I, Luke, I think um, a ridiculous uh, justification. But... Um, but I actually agree with both of your guys' ranks of them. I just, I, you know, I'm trying to, you know, sprout some names of people that actually deserve it since they've shown it on the court. Wes, with, with Paul George, he's on my list, not quite there yet. Uh, but I had Butler and then George back-to-back, -back, I believe, last year. And I think from what we saw last year, I, it's hard for me to think that George is ahead of Butler, especially since George played just 31 games last year, one of the fewest uh, on this list. I, I do love his silky game, um, but I just think Butler has proven more in his career, especially as that lead man like you talked about with Kawhi. Um, for me, this is where you guys are going to not be happy with, with this selection here. 
uh, at 13. And this is all the same reasons as Jimmy Butler, as James Harden, as Kawhi justifications. Anthony Davis, number 13 on this list. And I think it makes perfect sense. You look at who else is on this list. He's probably the best defender, if not uh, Bam or Gobert, if those guys are on your list. And then last year, he played half the season, and which is not enough, but he still had 23 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. He's amazing defensively, basically a one-man uh, system. And like you said with Kawhi, like you said with uh, Jimmy Butler, if we need someone that's shown that they can be a, a real guy in deep playoffs, we have to pick the guy with the highest ceiling. And at this point, his ceiling outweighs the floor because the rest of the guys on this list can't take you to the mountaintop. Anthony Davis is at his peak, the best player left. He's my number 13. All right, let me jump back in here. And I'm going to start with Paul. I will get to Anthony Davis here in a little bit, but we'll start with (laughs) Paul George. Uh, So Paul George, uh, not on my list. And let me just read you last year and the season before, right? So last year, Paul George played 31 games. So here is Paul George's um, injury status over the last two seasons. I'm just going to go through this real quick. Illness, sore groin, right hip contusion, knee, right quad contusion, shoulder, left shoulder soreness, shoulder, right shoulder, hamstring, 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 rest, ankle, health and safety protocols, foot, dizziness, rest, foot, (laughs) right shoulder, rest, rest, elbow, elbow. That is Paul George's injury report over the last two seasons. I I mean, I, I get it. If Paul George is healthy, he's, he's, he, he is probably a top 20 talent. He's probably a top 20 talent that I would want on my roster. But the fact is, is this guy is just, he's been under the knife probably more than any other NBA player um, in, in the league right now. And with his injury report, I just, you just can't trust this guy to play games for you. So that's why he's off my list. But, you know, I do agree with you, West. If healthy, yes, he is a top twenty talent, but because of injury reasons, he's not on he's not on my list. Anthony Davis, also not on my list, because over the last two seasons, you are paying this guy one point two million dollars per game to play. And here's his points per game and rebounding stats per game, so it doesn't matter how many games he plays. But over the last two seasons, um, in the in the 2021 season, um, Anthony Davis was 30th overall in rebounds per game and points per game. And in the 2020, in the 21-22 season, he was 20th per game in points per game and 17th in rebounds per game. So you're not really getting a top 10 player like. James, I keep I, I go back and I just ask ask you what is his ceiling? Because in the last two seasons, the games that he's played, his his ceiling is not that high that would justify him being on this list. Maybe above twenty, maybe you slide him in at twenty because that's where you know his stats kind of fall out. But 
then you're also paying him $1.2 million a game. Is it worth it? So, I mean, for me, the contracts aren't really part of my ranking on this list. Um, I, I think the games played is a it's a very fair thing to evaluate, and that's why I knew you guys weren't going to like that pick. But I just think we've seen him uh, be with LeBron on that title in the bubble, and he was just an absolute animal. We've seen him for stretches be what could be described as a top five-ish player in the league. The I know that he really hasn't been that these last two seasons, at least not for extended stretches. But if we're looking at who is still remaining out there, I'm kind of at a point where this is like my dividing line where no one else, in my opinion, below him on my list could reach the hypothetical peaks that he can reach uh, for a season like like this season, potentially, if he comes back really healthy. So for me, it was just kind of like a risk reward type of ranking here. Because I just believe in what I've seen in the past, especially um, with the floor being one of the best defensive players, no matter what he does offensively. I mean, mean, fair. I think he's a great talent, but I just, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't feel comfortable as a GM or a head coach having him as a marquee player on my squad to try to win a championship in this upcoming season. There's only so many guys in the NBA that actually have the talent to lead you to a championship. So I understand James's viewpoint on this year. Um, you know, obviously games play into that, but you have to have that actual ceiling. And there's not many guys left on that list that have that ceiling that could actually be 30 plus points a night in the playoffs to lead you to a championship. Um so it's tough. Like I said, this next cluster, none of us are going to agree it's with brutal. the others. It's it's um, it's going to be difficult. And if we're continuing down the list, 15 here is where we're leaving off. This is where I have James Harden. Um, you know, I, as you mentioned, this might be the best one-two combo um, in the entire league as far as roster fit with big man and guard is, you know, the ability to run that pick and roll. He's got the vision. I just hope he's in shape. You know, we've talked about other guys staying healthy and you ran through PG's, um, you know, plethora of, of injuries and absences, but he's at least been in shape. They're talking about James Harden had to lose over 80 pounds this offseason. Like, what the hell is going on that you're even 80 pounds out of shape as a pro athlete? So that's um, a bit concerning. Those cheesesteaks in Philly are already adding up quickly. But uh, number 15 here, James Harden. That's where I have him. I think you guys have already spit him off here, 11th and 12th on y'all's list. At 16, someone's disqualified him. But I have Damian Lillard here. Um, I still think he's an exceptional talent, is Damian Lillard. He didn't play a lot of last year. But they were talking about he was bothered with this abdomen issue for the last three four seasons and if that's the case he was on your guys's list last season as a top 20 player if he comes back and he's supposedly healthy feeling the best he's felt in the last couple years dame dalla is ready to splash away here in portland that's all i know he can do a lot of things he's one of the most lethal shooters in the entire league if it wasn't for steph curry he would probably be known as the three-point king here in the nba 
Yeah, so uh, I didn't get a chance to name my 14th. Um, oh. and, and this one might be a little controversial, but I, I have Rudy here. I have, I have the big fella down in the paint at 14. Whoa. Um, I, I was, this was tough for me. Um, but I just think he is in the best position he could probably be in at this stage in his career, going to the T-Wolves having Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. He really doesn't need to carry any offensive load. And I do think he is the best defensive big man in the league. Um, so I'm, I put him there at 14. Um, and then 15, this is where I put Donovan Mitchell, Wes. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of him. Um, like I said, you could probably argue for me, you, you know, where he falls on, on any list. Um, and he makes my top 20 um, over Lillard strictly because I just believe that his situation in Utah, he was incredibly unhappy. And I do believe that there was a scheme that they were playing with. Hey, you know, as long as you could push people into the paint, go Bears there. And that's kind of, you know, what I'm trying to justify in my head on how terrible Donovan Mitchell plays defense. I'm trying to wrap it up into that scheme, which is why he's still a top uh, 20 player for me. Um, and so, and then 16, you went to 16, right, Wes? Uh, yes. So 16 for me, this is where I took a huge flyer. I was extremely successful doing this last season um, <laughs> when I dropped the Carl Anthony Towns last year and proved uh, you guys all wrong. Uh, so this is my stretch pick. I have Anthony Edwards at 16. Oh, I come on, just come on. think wow. he is. I mean, he's he's number 25 on ESPN's top 100 list. So it's not. So like, why is he 10 further up on yours? Well, he's nine, but he is he's he's there just because I think he is the clear cut franchise player, and he's taking shots. He wants the ball in his hand. If there is the next generation of, hey, this is the guy that can lead you, that can carry 30 points in in the playoffs, lead you to a championship. I get he's only going into his third year, you know, in the league. Um, And so this might be early, but he is deaf. I'm a full believer in his. And I think he is going to be in that next tier of guys that are going to be the next, you know, Curry's, you know, Luca's, the Giannis's, the marquee players. I think he has it, and that's why he's on my list. So, uh, James, the floor is yours. <laughs> All right, there's a lot. Of, you guys went on for about 10 minutes there. A lot to talk about here. Uh, first of all, Anthony Edwards being on the list is borderline ridiculous. I, I think that if we do this list next year, there's a very good chance that he might be on all of our lists. I, I am a believer in Anthony Edwards, and I'm rooting for him. I, I think it's really exciting. To say that he's a top 20 player right now, I think is like pretty ridiculous. But uh, I'm rooting for him. Uh, for Rudy Gobert, he did not make my list, but um, I I probably have him like 22. He was one of the first guys that, that didn't. Uh, I can actually see the argument. Uh, I mean, he has 
an exceptionally high floor, right? One of the best rebounder, best defender potentially in the league. So it's it's nice to have him. I'm really excited to watch this Timberwolves team for both of those guys uh, to join and see what they can do uh, for the Timberwolves. But yeah, neither of those guys makes my list. Uh, Wes, just real quick on Damian Lillard and the injury. Uh, he, you know, he's 32 years old now. So I, I know that you were probably right that, that injury was the big thing that was kind of preventing him from having some solid seasons. But I'm wondering now, is it kind of too late uh, 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 for his recovery uh, if he's going to be the same guy as he would have been, you know, a couple of years ago? So that's uh, I, obviously he was banned from my list for being out last year. But that that would be my hesitancy. I'd probably have him, you know, right around 20 if I was going to rank him. Um, but if I go back to my number 14, uh, you guys would be surprised here. I have Pascal Siakam 14th on my list. Uh, he is fresh off a third-team All-NBA, uh, 23 points, 8.5 rebounds, 5 assists, underrated playmaker, but he's also a part of this Raptors team that's excellent defensively. He's got solid size. He's got p- positional versatility and he can handle the ball for you. I think he's kind of a plug-and-play guy in all kinds of different lineups. Uh, We always praise a guy like Kevin Durant for being able to fit in any system, and Pascal Siakam is no Kevin Durant, obviously, but having that kind of versatility is key for for NBA teams. So I love that Siakam has uh, the ability to play multiple positions. He's got great size, and he's fresh off an amazing season. I think he's going to be really good for the Raptors again this year. Siakam's my 14. 15, uh, this is where I put Paul George West. Uh, you know, still in the top 15, guys, despite my concerns about his health. Um, I think, you know, he's silky smooth, fun to watch, absolutely reigns from three. And he's actually another guy that can play within the system. He's already come out this offseason, said he's happy to be the number two guy behind Kawhi. Hard for these star guys to be able to say that sometimes. So I actually think that's a positive for Paul George. Uh, When he did play last year, 24 points, seven rebounds, six assists, major numbers. Not very many people can put up numbers like that. So I'm happy to put Paul George 15th here. And then my 16th, Neither of you guys have said his name yet either. Trey Young falls on my number 16. This guy is an absolute orchestrator, one-man offense, probably the best pick-and-roll player in the league, can shoot from anywhere, just 24 years old. Uh, I have said many times in this podcast, I think he's an absolute uh, abysmal player defensively, but hopefully he can improve upon that this year with DeJounte Murray on his side. The Hawks are going to be a really interesting team. But Trey Young, just raw numbers-wise, 28 points, 4 rebounds, 10 assists almost last year to go along with 90% free throw shooting. I think we're at this point where a guy being able to give you a top 5, top 10 offense as a lock and that's kind of his base point. This is a good spot for that. I have Trey Young here at 16. There, there's a lot that I got thrown out here. Um, first off, Pascal Siakam did not make my list. He was one of the oh, first wow. out. So, I mean, he, he was hovering. He was in contention. Uh, Rudy Gobert definitely did not make my list. Uh, he's not one of the best defensive players. He's just one of the best rim protectors that's it he's very limited defensively you roast him on any sort of high pick and roll so 
definitely is not on my list. Anthony Edwards. Little aggressive. Little yeah, aggressive. That, that's too aggressive. Uh, it's not. It's facts. Um, I'm pretty sure we've seen Steph Curry spin him around a, a full tilt-a-whirl here on the perimeter as far as trying to um, defend out there. Anthony Edwards, I'm hoping. I'm with you. I'm really hoping that he can reach this list next year. It just might be a little soon for him at this point. Uh, they need to actually get back into the playoffs to um, have his name surface in the future. But, you know, the, we've talked about it here. This is um, there's a lot, a lot of choices. It's not very clear cut once we get deeper down on this list. One name, though, that was said, and he is my number 17. This is where I put Anthony Davis. Um, as we talked about, you know, prior, he has the ceiling to be that elite offensive presence he has the ability to be an elite defensive presence we're hoping for him that he can stay healthy and put that action on the court more frequently but we have seen it he's done it before he has the ability to do so he was ranked 10th last year he's dropped down here to 17th for me this season and if we're going to go 18 i'm sure i'm going to get a little little heat for this i have demar Derozan. I put DeMar DeRozan on my list here at number 18. What he did last year for the Bulls, I did not see that coming. He was a force offensively. He was possibly in the ranking for MVP three quarters of the way through the season. He was special for them. The whole reason that they were able to even survive the majority of the season was how good DeMar DeRozan was, his footwork, his ability to be um, an effective offensive hub. Um, you can just give him the ball. He was one of the most clutch players in the entire league last season. All of his clutch jumpers for game winners. I had to put DeMar DeRozan on this list. Didn't make my uh, rankings last year, but at number 18, I felt good putting him in here. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's less, like you said, a lot of these players are crazy. Uh, Siakam, uh, you know, n- no. Um, <laughs> you know, like, like good reach, good story, great player, you know, l- love him. Uh, I think ESPN has him ranked 30th overall, so not too much of a reach, but I'm just saying, you know, the consensus NBA minds also have Anthony Edwards ranked well above uh, Siakam in, in, in the ESPN rankings. So, uh, you know, so kudos to me and, you know, little shade to you, James, uh, on that, uh, 17 for me, I, this is where I put Lillard. Um, I just, I, Lillard's just a great talent. Um, he's coming off some injuries. His shooting's a little down in the preseason. Um, no one knows what the Blazers are going to be. Uh, no one knows why, Dame still wants to be a blazer. Um, (laughs) It's it's a little confusing for me, but Dame's just such a great talent, great shooter. I think he's going to come back. I think the best thing that Dame offers um, is is his mental, his mindset. Um, This guy wants to win. He's willing to put in the work. He grinds. Um, So that's kind of where 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 I put Lillard um, at seventeen, eighteen for me. um, You know, unlike the this is a similar Trey Young pick, um, although Trey Young didn't make my list. Um, I put Bradley Beal at 18. You know, oh, regular season oh. stat guy. 
regular season stat guy, throws things up, shoots. How is you know how is fine. Bradley Beal how is Bradley Beal better than Trey Young? Because Trey Young is like Westbrook Light. You know you're always going to be disappointed with Trey Young. He's proven that he is pro- I'm trying to look up the usage stats right now, but I would I would bet a lot of money being the gambler that I am that Trey Young is top three in, in usage. And so that's why Trey Young puts up a lot of stats because he always has the ball in his hand. Of course, he's going to put those stats up. Um, okay, he beat the Knicks in the playoffs. Congrats. Um, Trey Young is just not a winner to me. I just don't know. I'm not a fan of how this uh, Murray-Trey Young combo is going to work because they both are very ball-dominant, high-usage players. So I think you're going to see a big drop-off for Trey Young this season just because of now he needs to share the ball, and therefore he's not going to get his stats, and he is a waste of space on defense. So I just... I'm not. I'm not big. I'm not really high on Trey Young. I I think that Trey. We could have seen, you know, the best season that Trey Young's had to offer so far. Like that's not out of the realm of 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 questions for me. Um, not really a knock on Trey Young. I mean, he was 21 on my list. If that makes you feel any better, um, so just outside the top 20. But but yeah. So that's where that's where I just got to respect the regular season Bradley Beal. Um, Mainly because I had no idea how to pick 18, 19, and 20. So I literally just threw darts uh, <laughs> and just wanted to make this podcast interesting. Okay, so I, uh, I've i got – Bradley Beal didn't make my list. I, he's somewhere like 26 to 30 probably for me. Um, I Yeah, I, I think he's a, an extremely good scorer, but I just don't think he's proven enough as anything to be a winner. Or And the Wizards are an absolute mess, so who knows. Uh, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, definitely one of the most interesting parry, uh, pairings to figure out this off se- or this season. Uh, it's going to be interesting because Trey Young's always just had the ball in his hands the whole time. So definitely something to watch there. Um, if I go with my number 17, I went with Bam Adebayo here. Um, probably for similar reasons uh, as Luke had Rudy Gobert a few spots ago. Uh, but for me... Bam Adebayo uh, has all the defensive talent in the league. This guy is clearly a top five uh, defender that we have in this league. But also offensively, he brings more to the table. Uh, 19 points to go along with 10 rebounds and three plus assists last season is a lot for a center. Um, So I really like what Bam Adebayo does. We've seen him do it in the playoffs with his amazing blocks and um, with his just overall skill set. I think another versatile guy for me, and that's why I had Bam here. Uh, And then for me, 18 is where I had Donovan Mitchell. I had him, um, I believe, 12th or 13th last year. I think he really fell off um, last season. Uh, We talked about his defense uh, but also his playmaking that I brought up earlier. I don't think he's really getting the ball to other guys. I think he's kind of out there gunning, or at least he was in recent seasons. I think him and Garland are going to be an awesome pairing together because Garland it was one of the league leaders in assists. So I think him and Mitchell uh, will really play well together. But I think last year showed kind of um, that Mitchell wasn't quite as good as we hoped he was. So Bam on a bio 17th, Mitchell 18th on my list. Still top 20. I mean, that's tough. I mean, if I'm going to bat here for Donovan Mitchell a bit, 
there was a rough situation in Utah last year. Um, if he needs to be a playmaker, you actually need other guys to step up and hit some shots. Mike Conley has fallen off a huge mountain over the last couple of years, and that's his backcourt mate. Um, you know, Rudy Gobert is very limited offensively. They didn't have a lot of other firepower on that team. So, yes, he was having to be a bit of a gunner. Um, I like the Bam pick. He didn't make my list, but I like the versatility. He is definitely an extremely versatile player, um, his ability to protect the paint. Um, I was just really disappointed with his postseason, and I think it's a bit salty still in my mouth. His He didn't show up enough, and I believe if he would have been more of a presence for that Heat team, they could have been representing the Eastern Conference and been a, um, in the NBA Finals if he was more of a force. Um, they're already talking about him this preseason as he needs to hit a quota of shots that's not good if you're needing to talk about someone oh you need to take a certain amount of shots that's just going to play mind games you just need to be out there flowing so i'm a little worried um about the trajectory of bam's career here if we're continuing though 19 this is where i have zion i like zion here um, he's definitely a top 20 player. There's no question about it here in the league. There's so much hype about the Pelicans this year. It's not because of McCollum. It's not because of Brandon Ingram. It is because of Zion coming back. We know what type of player he can be. Luke has already outlined it, the physique that this guy appears to be in. He isn't even a need to improve from where he was prior. If he just comes back as the same player of a 25 and 7, there's no question this guy's a top 20 player. And we would like to think with him being only 22 years old, he's getting better. So Zion here, number 19, this is where I plug him in. If you guys are going to allow me to round out my list, number 20, this is where I drop Trey Young. He was 20th on my rankings last year. I have him still here at number 20. I probably agree with you, Luke. I think we might have seen the best season statistically here for Trey Young. But this guy's a perennial all-star every single season. He's his own hub offensively as far as the ability to go for 30-plus points and also drop 10-plus assists. Not many guys in the NBA have that type of skill set. I like what they did with bringing DeJounte Murray because of what you guys talked about, Trey Young being very limited defensively. What do you do? You bring in probably the best defensive point guard in the league, being DeJounte Murray. I am a bit worried about the ball sharing the ball, but DeJounte Murray is a triple-double fiend. What that means is he gets rebounds. So if he can rip and run, that's going to be a way for him to get the ball in transition. Hopefully, he's kicking out to Trey Young for some trail threes. This is the way I envision that offense rolling out here in Atlanta. But Trey Young, that rounds out my top 20 here. To round out my top 20, uh, 19, I have Jalen Brown. Um, and the reason... Here is just because you saw some great flashes of Jalen Brown uh, last year, especially when Tatum uh, was out. So, you know, he has the talent to do it. I think for him, it's more of a confidence thing. Um, but for uh, also being on the Celtics, I think really matters here because Celtics are, you know, the odds makers um, overall favorite to win the most games this regular season. I think um, they he plays very well off Tatum, which a lot of people thought um, they weren't going to be able to work well together. They actually have, you know, but you still now you have the whole coaching issue with the Celtics. So who knows what's really going to happen? 
um, for him. But I just think Jalen Brown is kind of that unsung, quiet hero out in Boston um, that can just at any point in time carry the carry the team. He kind of reminds me of what Clay did um, for Steph and for and in and, and for the Warriors um, at stretches over the last you know five years where it's at any point in time, hey, this could be a clay game. I think that's the same thing with Jalen Brown. Um, I just think he's incredibly dynamic. We know he has all the physical tools and all the athletics in order to be a top 20 player. It's just he hasn't always put it together at, 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 at you know all times, and he hasn't really been consistent with it. But I just think his natural talent and kind of where his little flashes that he showed uh, last year kind of, Puts him in my top 20 list. Um, and then to round out my list, I have Bam um, at at 20. Um, again, just kind of want to sneak a few like true defensive guys in here. Um, not really happy with the games played for Bam. A uh, little bit of an injury concern, but it's also a little bit of like heat culture. So I don't know. You know, if this is the Jimmy Butler effect of just kind of not wanting to really come back until you're 100% healthy. And I think we could, I think Bam needs to give more. I think Bam's best seasons are ahead of him, um, which is why he kind of rounds out my my top 20 there. Okay, so we're down the last two. Uh, both of my 19 and 20 uh, haven't been mentioned yet. Um, number 19, I put Chris Middleton here. Um, Luke, you had him on your list last year. He put up 20 points, over five rebounds, five assists. So another efficient season for Middleton. I just think that this guy is kind of like an old school Paul Pierce light or even like a Devin Booker light in a way. Uh, Gets you some points when you need it. Uh, Secondary playmaker, all-around player. And we saw that they were should have been favorites in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, but he went down and they fell a little bit short against the Celtics. I think easily the Bucks had the best team in the league last season um, before that injury. So I think Middleton was greatly missed. And I have to say this 19 through 25 was all extremely close. Um, number 20, I listed Carl Towns here. I had him... Banned from my list for his playoff choke job last year. Uh, I I had removed him from the list, but I was staring at my 20, now 21, which was Darius Garland. And I thought, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't put Garland over Towns. So I put Towns back at 20. One of the best offensive players in the entire league. Uh, His effective field goal percentage is the second highest of all the players that we've mentioned besides Rudy Gobert, who only basically dunks. And he's even the even the metrics level. So Towns, extremely talented, gets paired up with Luke's boys, Rudy Gobert and Anthony Edwards. This should be a really good Minnesota team. But basically, I had 19 Middleton, 20 Towns. And I mentioned uh, Garland, 21, Gobert, 22 on my list. It's difficult. These last couple spots were really tough. Um, Jalen Brown was definitely deep in thought here for one of these top 20 spots because I really like what he's what he's about. Like uh, Luke said, he's got all the skills that you're looking for. He would have been my first out at 21. Um, 
Pascal Siakam was really close. He was 22. So there's no shade thrown on any of these guys. Um, you know, we've talked about here. It's a bit in the eyes of the beholder. What you're, you know, looking for um, criteria of your your rankings. But what we do know is that after the top 10, the top eight, top nine, there's a lot of good players, and it can really go either way. Um, really depends on health. Uh, you know, as far as rankings here, as as the uh, NBA just gets deeper and deeper with talent. Yeah, it's it's absolutely stacked, and so. Um, Wes, you had DeMar DeRozan on your list, 18. He was definitely in consideration for me. He was one of my first five out. Um, Luke, did you have DeRozan in, involved in your account? And what about Drew Holiday as well? I, I kind of had him as a top 25 guy also. I don't know. I kind of ran through a list. So, I mean, here's here's the people that are left off my list. And you can tell me how you would rank them. I have... Uh, Trey Young, and then I go Brandon Ingram, Clay Thompson, Wiggins, Lamelo, uh, Darius Garland. All those players just kind of are the same player to me. They fill the same role on 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 their teams. They they are kind of like all in you know that that same category. And I keep going back. Clay Thompson was was kind of my my barometer. Would I want all any of those players on my team over Clay Thompson? And it's like, uh, no, you know, like, like, or maybe, or, you know, it's like, it was such a hard decision for me in order to kind of make that decision. And I keep saying, if, if I, if I can't put Clay in my top 20, then I really can't put any of these guys um, in, in my top 20, like even a Zach Levine. Do I really think Zach Levine is going to have a better, better, better season than than Clay? No, I can't. I can't say that. And so there's a lot of these young guys that are coming up that I think fit the team very, very, very well. Um, but it was just hard for me to kind of draw a distinction um, between them, which is why they they fell off my list because I didn't want to have to hear the well is this person better than, than that person? And I couldn't argue, I, I couldn't argue it. So I just kind of left them off uh, just for the sake of sake of argument. Wes, who are some of your toughest cuts? Um, you know, if I'm just gonna go through the five who missed my, you know, first out, I had Jalen Brown. I had Pascal Siakam. I had Brandon Ingram. I had Carl Anthony Towns and then Kyrie Irving. Um, as far as pure talent. Now, obviously, we know Kyrie's a head case, but those guys are definitely talent-wise. Ingram was really close, too. Um, if I would have maybe done um, your criteria, James, as far as absence with injury, he definitely would have snuck in there. You know, what he did last postseason was special. Um, he really uh, shined with the ball in his hands here for the Pelicans. We would like to think that's going to continue. It's just tough. Um, I, I get what you ranked Middleton. I think his importance to the team is maybe greater than his importance on on this rankings um, because of Giannis's deficiencies as far as being a shot maker and creator himself. So Middleton, I could see why he dropped in and splashed in on your list, um, but he's maybe top 30 to me. Um, and Drew Holiday would be somewhere between 30 and 40 if, uh, to answer your question. 
Yeah, like I had Jalen Brown on my top 30 and Ingram. I, I think Middleton, Brown, and Ingram are all very, very close to each other in overall talent and ability. I think uh, I, I could see why you guys both had Jalen Brown higher than Middleton on your list. Um, I would probably have them either Middleton, Brown, or Brown, Middleton, and then Ingram third. Uh, but it, it's tough, man. We, so we all had a lot of guys that didn't make each other's list, which is a big difference from last year. I think basically like 15 to 30 right now is so, so close. It's really hard to tell. Uh, if we just want to do the same thing and recap our, our, our back halves here, um, I'll start with, with my number 11. Uh, I had Jimmy Butler 11, James Harden 12, Anthony Davis 13, Pascal Siakam 14, Paul George 15, Trey Young 16, Bam Adebayo 17, and then ra- rounding out the top 20 was Donovan Mitchell, Chris Middleton, and Carl Towns. Um, if, if I'm rolling through mine here, number 11, I had Donovan Mitchell. 12, I had Devin Booker. I had PG-13, Paul George at 13, Jimmy Butler at 14, Harden, James Harden here at 15, Damian Lillard at 16, the unibrow Anthony Davis at 17, DeMar DeRozan at 18, Zion at 19, and Trey Young at 20. And then I go Harden at 11, Zion at 12, Butler at 13, Rudy Gobert at 14, Donovan Mitchell, 15, Anthony Edwards, 16, Lillard, 17, 18, Bradley Beal, 19, Jalen Brown, 20, Bam Adebayo. That's a lot of guys we just covered, boys. There's a pretty good consensus, top top nine or so. Uh, but after that, we got a ton of different players that can make the list. It's going to be interesting to see this season if guys like Luke's Anthony Edwards pick or maybe even some of these uh, players from last season, like Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, any of those type of guys can make a leap this year. So, looking forward to uh, looking forward to seeing that. And then we had uh, one more segment that, since we got the special guest Luke on, that he wanted to uh, discuss uh, before we signed off. So I I just want to give uh, your listeners uh, my lock bets of the season here. I got six of them. Four of them are over-unders that I think are almost can't miss. Um, and you can get plus odds right now if if, if you're on DraftKings. Um, first over-under, lock of the season, Portland under 39 and a half is probably the most guaranteed. Like, this franchise doesn't know what they're doing, right? We potentially have two transcendent players entering the draft this year if Portland gets off to a meet even a mediocre start if they're if they start 10 and 10 to start the season they're tanking right it's like abandoned ship right they need to rebuild I just don't see in the west how there's a path for them to to be a 500 team this year so that's why under uh, 39 and a half for Portland, number one lock of the season uh, for me. Definitely make sure you put your money on it. Three other over-unders that I really like. I really like the Magic over 26 and a half wins. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, talent on the Magic right now. I think Franz is uh, 
going to be a very big um, eye-opener for a lot of people this year. And they're just going to be an incredible League Pass team to watch um, this upcoming season. Um, third over-under pick, fade the hell out of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, <laughs> right now, the, the, the line's at 33.5 wins. Um, I probably would take this under at 29.5 wins. Um, I think they have a potential to be the worst team in the league. They just are a collapsing franchise, and why they might, while they might have the best announcing crew um, in the league, probably not going to be a heavily watched team uh, for me on League Pass this year. Um, fourth over under, new season ticket holder. They're my pick. They're my bet pick to win uh, the finals at uh at 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 ten to one odds. I'll take the Nuggets over forty nine and a half. Jamal Murray's coming back. You have the two time MVP. You know we pray every night for uh, Michael Porter Jr.'s health. Um, <laughs> and and if all that hits, I think the Nuggets are going to be an incredible team to watch this year. Um, so I'm taking the over there. My two player locks, um, I have Luca scoring over 29.9 points a game. Um, like I said earlier, talking about Luca, um, he averaged, you know, fact check me on this, guys, but he averaged right around 28, um, 27, 28 last 28.4, yeah. Yeah, and he wasn't even in shape until January, guys. This guy's coming into the league in shape this year. Brunson leaves, um, didn't really replace the offensive production as well as I would like to have seen. Um, I just think Luca is going to put up monster stats this year. He's going to be the ball dominant, uh, all-star and primary point of contact that we all know him to be. Um, second player lock, Darius Garland averaging over 8.1 assists, um, on the season. I think that this this is below what his average was last year. Uh, I just, you know, now with Donovan Mitchell yep. uh, um, on his team, he I think Darius Garland is a pass first guy. I think last year he had the ball in his hands late in shot clocks when he didn't want it in his hands. So I think he's going to con- I think he's fine, you know, sacrificing a little bit of his offensive production in replace of offense facilitation so i think he's going to walk um to you know potentially 10 assists a game this year i i'm really high on the Cavs, probably in my top three league pass teams this year so i think darius garland is going to have another amazing season and he's going to do it way more as a playmaker than he did as an offensive um points producer uh that he did last year. So those are my six bets again to recap them. Portland under, Magic over, Hornets under, Nuggets over, and then Luca over 39 or third, sorry, over 28.9 points per game to end the season and Darius Garland over 8.1 assists per game to end the season. I like uh, all of them. Yeah, I like a lot of those that uh, Portland won. I agree with you. That's a lock. There's no way there's even sniffing uh, 39 wins. So um, I might go run out right now, put some money on that. 
that is even money right now on 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 DraftKings. So um, I'm assuming that line's going to move. I would probably, you know, even though we're two days away from the start of the season, um, I think that might drop down to you know 38 and a half, 37 and a half, because um, I think a lot of people are dumping money on it right now. Well, we are two days away from the season. We are three days away from what should always be known as League Pass Day, uh, when all the rest of the teams start playing, and it's just a full night of basketball. I can't wait to watch it. That is our top 20 players of the the league right now and Luke's best of the year. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you all listening. Luke, always a pleasure to have you on, sir. One of our favorite guests of the pod We always look forward to this. Uh, We'll definitely run it back next year with another top 20 before the season. Appreciate it, guys. Always appreciate the invite and appreciate the debate and argument. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the MSNBA pod and on Instagram at Moving Screen NBA.